Hello and welcome to Endgame Heroes, Episode 4, the weekly podcast with two best friends talking about movies, TV, video games, and stuff. I'm your host, Jack, joined as always by my best friend, Kyle. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. And we have got some things to talk about today. So, um, we've talked a bit about this off-camera, but uh, one thing that we are still trying to do is really just find our footing of what we want this podcast to be and how we want it to go. Uh, so, we're always going to be trying things new. We're trying things out differently, and we're kind of just seeing, like, what we feel like with these things of like whether we really like something or if we like are trying to like maybe like shun away from something so we're going through some growing pains hopefully you guys will be very understanding of that as we just you know really try because this is very much just something that we're doing for fun but we want it to be you know like good we don't want to just phone it in so we're always trying to make things better uh with that being said if we want to go ahead and uh, jump in to some of the stories that we've got today, uh, very quickly, just bullet point outlines. Um, Ant-Man had a 69% drop in box office numbers domestically going from week one to week two. Huge. WB announced that they are planning to make um, Lord of the Rings into a Star Wars style franchise for them moving forward. And in the gaming side of things, uh, Destiny's newest expansion, Lightfall, dropped and had a very large bump in concurrent players, but has been getting some negative reviews. Um, so we've got these things to talk about, and then a special topic of the show that we're going to get into about uh, what we would do if we were in charge of things. Just two guys... Uh, Armchair, armchair quarterbacking. Uh, yes, for for the MCU specifically. So Jack, Jack, Jack had this cool idea uh, just to go up front with it. Um, he found a YouTube video last year uh, around the time that uh, James Gunn was announced to be the new head of DC Films. And uh, this YouTuber, what was his name, Jack? Uh, it's Dan Merle. So YouTube.com slash Dan Merle, M-U-R-R-E-L. I think there's a second bell. Uh, so, yeah, by no means am I taking credit for something that, like, I discovered through his channel, uh, but it's something that really resonated with me and I thought was, like, really interesting of, like, if, uh, essentially the, the, the whole point of it is, is like, okay, you've just been, like, knighted by who, the powers that be and you are in charge of this property. So, like, on his channel, it was, he was in charge of DC. What is he doing? What is he going to change? How would he, like, you know, quote-unquote, right the ship? Because a lot of people, most people, would objectively agree that the DCU, you know, it was it's struggling. It's still struggling. It's uh, It's got a lot of different problems, whether they be creatively, continuity, like, whatever it is. And it's like, this is how I would do things if I were in charge. And um, it was a really cool thought experiment that I really liked. And... Um, lately, you know, there's been a growing or rising sort of like fatigue with the MCU. I, I would say like, aside from a couple of standouts ever since Endgame, and I thought it would be kind of cool to apply that same sort of thought experiment to the MCU. So it's like Feige's out, he retired to 
an island that he owns and he's got like a maze there where he just like drops people in there and just watches them suffer right like he's got like rich people money he's done uh so it is and and now through the powers that be i am in charge of marvel i am the head of marvel studios what am I doing? Like, what am I changing? What am I leaving the same? What are we, how are we going forward? And like, what is our vision for what we would do? Yeah. Um, so that will be that general premise once we get there. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I think we're going to try and start doing more topics uh, for the show and less on the news side. Uh, if the news really speaks to us, like this week, there's a couple things we want to talk about. We'll talk about the things that we love. Like Jack said at the beginning of the podcast, this is something that we want to do for fun. That is us having fun together and talking about the things that we love and are passionate about. So if something, you know, is in the news that you don't hear in the episode, you're like, oh, why didn't you cover that? Well, maybe we just didn't think we had a good enough opinion to talk about it for 10, 15 minutes. So moving forward, we're just going to try and pick and choose a little bit more where you get to hear our opinions because at the end of the day, this podcast is just us hanging out, talking, having fun, as opposed to a news-centric podcast. There's plenty of news outlets out there if you're trying to get news, but if you're coming here for us, we're going to try and entertain you with some cool ideas. So yeah, uh, before we hop into the, the quick news topics, though, uh, how's your week been? How are you feeling? I know you were sick last week. Are you feeling better? Yeah, so hopefully it comes across with how I sound. I'm not entirely sure how well it'll be once it goes through like the mixer and everything, but feeling much better. Um, it took me until like just these past couple of days to feel as good as I'm feeling right now. Um, even as uh, late as uh, time's lost all meaning, even as early as like as late as March 1st, I was still feeling sick and like just like, very weak and fatigued and you know just all kinds of like sinus pressures and congestion and just just awful um and i've tried negative me, right you did you did yes negative for COVID, right time. yeah okay multiple times i tested negative for covid so uh, but yeah, like and like covid's the only time i've ever felt as sick as i did whenever i got it last year so i was like dude i've got to be like just like like false negative testing right but like I tested multiple times across multiple days whenever I was contagious. It came up negative every time. So I like my wife jokes that I have the immune system of a Victorian child. <laughs> um, and there has never been a more apt description. And like like I get vaccinated. Like I got all like my childhood vaccines. I get like the COVID boosters. I get like the flu shot like pretty much every year like i do all of the things you know i try to like eat healthier like we don't like really go out to eat we don't eat a lot of like processed foods we're cooking a lot uh you know like and i just you know if if an apocalypse happens and it's any form of like sickness or illness i'm gone like i'm a goner yeah. <laughs> there's no way i'm making it out hopefully you don't eat flour very much Yes, that would be, that was, that was something that I was thinking about. It's like, man, if, if they like poisoned like the, the, the flower equivalent of the water, like the well, like I'm toast. For those uh, who didn't catch that reference, that's from the, uh, the Last of Us TV show um, as a change they made from the video games. Maybe not necessarily a change, but something they elaborated on of how the actual virus spread, which was, uh from a, a factory that someone got sick and it got into the flour, which 
was widespread. There were a couple of cool little Easter eggs in the first episode showing that Joel almost got infected, but didn't because he didn't have cookies or the flour and they were out of it. So it was very cool. Um, that Multiple means- times where being a busy dad ended up like, you know, inadvertently saving his life in the canon of the show. Obviously, it's not like it's not like outwardly spoken. Like this is definitively how it spread. Yeah. But like it's it's definitely like you know, the reason that we are given. So that is what we're going to operate under. And it makes sense that we would make a change with like how it's spread just because like things that work in video games don't always work in yeah. TV shows and vice versa. So it makes sense with the changes that they made. I'm so that yeah. that's where that came from. So speaking of the last of us, uh, our last of us episode seven was last Sunday. What'd you think? I liked it. It was, it was it was hard for me to watch though in the sense that like this entire time that are we going to go into spoilers at all um let's, let's keep the spoilers light um i mean it's been out all week i feel like if people who are watching the show have watched it um maybe try and avoid specifics but uh yeah let's go spoiler light okay. about that okay yeah so v- v- these are i'm not going to like overtly spoil anything these are going to be things that like if you've ever under like if you've ever understood any form of foreshadowing in storytelling at all then i would not consider this a spoiler so uh in this most recent episode you know it is it is primarily a flashback of ellie's past before the journey with everything you know like her life in like the military camp whatever thing that she was in and it's just, you know, going into her backstory and flushing her out where she came from, some things that happened with some surrounding characters in her life before uh, things got, uh, you know, the journey started. And it's it, the entire time that it's happening, you know, like there are points of, um, you know, suspense and, you know, you just get real nervous for them. Mm-hmm. But like the and then, you know, like some good things happen to uh, to her as well you know like uh, some some fun happens some some cool light-hearted like wow look at the way that her eyes are lighting up with seeing this thing because you know she grew up in a world where you know she was born into the world of awful she didn't adjust like joel or any of the other like characters around that age or a little bit younger had where they they knew what they were missing right like they had lost a thing versus being born into like an objectively like you know like she was born into the apocalypse um and like her encountering things that were before that and everything and it's like the whole time you're just like yeah like this is this is a little bit more upbeat this is happier this is cool to see but the entire time you're just waiting for that other shoot oh, yeah. drop so like you're just nervous the whole time of like when are they going to ruin this poor girl's life in this episode? And you you know where it's headed right from the start of the show when when Joel and Ellie meet. She's captured by the Fireflies um, with certain characters and names have been spoken already. So it is a a tragic story and you don't even get the full picture. that This was based off of the uh, Left Behind DLC from the first game. Um, I have never actually played Left Behind uh, I have a, an interesting story with The Last of Us. Uh, you know, we were working at Best Buy at the time when it came out. I bought it. I played it straight through over the course of two days and didn't even stop hardly. And uh, I, I had such a good experience with the game. I told myself, I'm never going to play that again. 
because it was a perfect experience. I didn't want to go back and like taint it by some glitch or a bug. And uh, right. so when Left Behind came out, you know, I, I just didn't pick it back up. The, the PS4 remaster came out and I didn't replay it there either. And uh, now that The Last of Us Part 1's on PS5, it's tempting to go back and play it because of the show. But I, I never really experienced it. I knew what happened just from, you know, following this type of entertainment. But I never got to actually play it. So I didn't know exactly how it went down. So for the first time in this show, I was able to kind of be just a fan of the show for a minute. And that was a really cool experience. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Yeah, it's it's... Yeah, it's really cool to get, like, that context of, like, how did Ellie end up with the Fireflies? Like, how, like, not even in just, like, the general nebulous sense of the word, but, like, quite literally just, like, how did she get there, like, within the context of the show of, like, I've been here for five days, she says, like, in the first episode where we have her, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, like, it's, like, okay, how did she get there within those five days? Like, we get, like those pieces essentially like we don't see a direct thing but we get enough spoon fed to us that we clearly see it's like ah this is how she got into contact with the fireflies this is how she ended up where she was and this is how the journey started um and obviously like it also um it also really mirrored her mentality with like the events of the previous episode of like you know like does she do what she's told or does she do something different and, uh, you know, you see what happened in her past and how she handled it and how that affects the decision that she ended up making at the end of the episode as well. Exactly. So, uh, you know, we, have, we hadn't talked about this yet, and I'm sure that I think we're on the same page, but I, I would love to, once the first season's wrapped, uh, maybe our topic of the show for that week would just be the last of a season one reviewed. Uh, that way we can talk about the spoilers, uh, talk about what we thought about it in more depth, because... The, the show is so good, and I would I could sit and talk about it for hours. Yeah, for sure. I think we could definitely do that. Um, cool. Obviously, let us know also if that's something that you would want us to do. Um, we've also been talking, I guess, like peek behind the curtain for you, uh, our listeners. Um, we've been discussing um, recording uh, a few Evergreen episodes, um, just sort of like in our free time whenever we're not doing like our main episodes. So... Um, we can have, like, I think we're thinking something along the terms of, like, coining them as, like, from the vault mm -hmm. or something of that nature um, to essentially be, like, you know, if, like, I get, like, really sick or, like, if someone goes on a vacation or, like, someone has a baby or just, like, yeah, you know, a <laughs> number of things, like, literally just life. If life happens to one or both of us, we could have an episode that is, like, pre-recorded that is generally speaking you know going to withstand the test of time it's not going to be uh topical in something that is like current or ongoing it's going to be something that is just like forever we could talk about it and we're going to have those that we can like pump out instead to just you know have for that rainy day uh, yeah maybe so, maybe rainy day even would be good. yeah it's not bad it's not bad uh, so do you guys as listeners have any topics that you would like us to discuss please you know Shout us out on Twitter or send us a text message if we know you in real life. Let it, let us know what you want <laughs> us to talk about, you know? Uh, yeah, So sure. last thing before we move on just to those couple news topics um, so we can get into our main topic. But uh, The Mandalorian premiered this week. Have you had a chance to watch it yet? I did. I managed to watch it last night because I there's so many things to watch. I totally forgot that it was coming out on that Wednesday, so I watched it Thursday. But yeah, yeah I, I watched it Wednesday. Um 
you know, it's it's Mandalorian. It's back. I'm excited. It's uh, it's setting things up for this season. It's a new new scope for the show. It's a new lane to travel down. Uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, but yeah, that, that's pretty much all I watch. I'm actually um, I'm watching the Rocky movies for the first time. Uh, yeah, and the Creed, uh, you know, Creed three is coming out actually this weekend, and I really want to watch it. I, I'm going to try and see it next weekend with a friend of mine. But uh, I've watched uh, Rocky 1, and about halfway through Rocky 2, I'll probably stop there with the Rocky movies, then move on to Creed, um, just to kind of have that direct tie-in from the uh, the first two Rocky movies. But man, let me tell you, we spoke about it yesterday a little bit. They're hard to watch. Yeah, they are. They are products of their time, for sure. Yeah, rough. But yeah, so uh, we can hop into the, the news topics for the week. I think speaking of movies in Star Wars, you mentioned that uh, Lord of the Rings and Warner Brothers wants to turn the Lord of the Rings into a Star Wars-like property with TV shows, movies, and all the extended media. Um, how do you feel about that? I My knee-jerk reaction was, oh no. Yep. Just absolutely. immediate. Just immediately, like, the, the, the other shoe from The Last of Us drops. I yeah. felt awful seeing that. Um, Not because, obviously, you know, like, we talked at length about The Lord of the Rings and yeah. things like that in a previous episode. Um, I love Lord of the Rings. It is one of the, like, the original trilogy is one of the greatest technical achievements in filmmaking history and it like also they're just super entertaining like they are some of my favorite movies they are so good um i think objectively they are so good like they've won so many oscars whenever movies of that nature did not even get nominated yeah. for anything as like the oscar you know so it's a, like so this this is coming from like someone who loves lord of the rings and has like read most of uh hit like tolkien's work right and whenever i saw that i immediately just it was a gut punch i got sucker punched in the teeth and uh the reason for that being is that because you know i grew up i also really enjoy star wars we just said that you know we're watching the mandalorian i've seen all of the movies i've seen most of the shows i haven't watched andor yet even though i've heard that it is objectively the best we just there's so many things on our plate, but we're going to get there. It's fantastic. It has a very slow start, but by the end, that show is masterful. Yeah. So, like, I promise you, I'm going to get to it. It's just, man, I got a lot going on, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, it's, but, uh, you know, I'm I'm a fan of the movies. I've watched all of the other shows, um, Boba Fett, uh, Mandalorian, all of this stuff, Obi-Wan. Um, and, you know, the problem is that whenever they use the term we're going to star wars the shit out of this that immediately gives me a negative connotation because star wars has become so incredibly divisive among fans um you know it's it's truly gotten to the point where it is a love it or hate it and it's not even a love it or hate it for the franchise it can be down to like individual properties yeah um you know like for me i fell onto the side of the camp aside from like a couple of cool things here and there, like uh, like a cool cameo appearance, or like it was really sick to see Hayden Christensen come back and like be with uh, Ewan McGregor, like having them interact with each other. Aside from that, I was not a fan of Obi Wan as no. like the show at all. Like it just didn't do it for me. It didn't do it for my wife either. She also was just like essentially just like we were just bored. It pretty much boring, it complicated things for the overall like lore of the show and like you knew it didn't really matter 
there was no real stakes ever because you knew where those characters were going. Even with Luke, like when Reva or Reva is trying to go after Luke, you're like, you know, she can't even like show herself to Luke because he's never seen a Jedi before Obi-Wan in the first movie. So they were so limited with what they could do. They just, they didn't have a good footing. And that's the biggest problem with Star Wars is there's no captain of the ship like Kevin Feige to run Star Wars. You know, the, um, and if Lord of the Rings is the same way, it's going to end up the same way. I mean, like you mentioned uh, last week or so about the Rings of Power and it being kind of, it's fine. You know, it's, it's, it is what it is. But I'm assuming it's not even going to be tied to that because Amazon owns the TV rights for Lord of the Rings. The movie rights are owned by Warner Brothers, which is totally separate. So who knows what they're going to do with it. I think it's a mistake to try and quote unquote Star Wars it, you know, like. Yeah. Hundred percent. It. This is this is this is the problem. Whenever a um, a company that has um, and you know I, I can't speak for the executives, but generally speaking, uh, they are very greedy and uh, they are just looking at numbers and they see that they own the rights to Lord of the Rings and they see trends in the industry. It's like, oh, well, if we like. If we made this a franchise and had something Lord of the Rings coming out every year, we could make so much money. And that's all they care about. That's where their thoughts stop. Well, and uh, I mentioned, you know, a week or two ago about the the rights holders for the Lord of the Rings mm -hmm. movie is a video game publishing company, the Embracer Group. So they bought that IP for way less than it's worth. They got, I can't remember the exact number, but they, they got it for a steal. So, I mean, if they're licensing these things out now to Amazon and Warner Brothers, and all this other stuff, they're going to clean up house and it's, I, we'll see what happens. Maybe we'll be pleasantly surprised to like uh, House of the Dragon. I was very hesitant with any Game of Thrones spinoffs. So we'll, we'll see where the, the that goes. Um, so before we move into Marvel stuff and switch into our main topic, you, uh, you mentioned um, about Destiny releasing this week because with Destiny 2 Lightfall, the expansion um, launched very big numbers, but also to kind of poor reception. Uh, we'll try and keep this positive because as avid Destiny players, especially yourself, um, when you have so many hours into this game, it becomes a passion and you nitpick and have all these issues. But really, we still love the game. So we'll try and keep it as positive as, as we can. But I know you've beaten the campaign. You played a little bit more of the end game there. Uh, what are you feeling? And also, let's let's talk about how many people have are playing this expansion. Yeah, yeah. So um, I beat the campaign. Um, I did the entire campaign on legendary, um, and I did it solo. Um, just for anyone that is you know aware of like the Destiny universe, if there's anyone that plays like those words. They understand what that means. If you don't play Destiny, then I just, you know, it's just word vomit. But like, I I am pretty in tune with the game. I am pretty experienced in the game. I am doing end game content. Like I told, like we were having a text message conversation last weekend. Um, I ran probably like 20 something Grandmasters to try to farm a grenade launcher for the new season before Lightfall. And that was when I was sick. I don't even remember running the GMs at this point. Um, like it's, it's a like, cloudy I, haze. Yeah, it is just a cloudy haze. It's like when I did the time, like the the Master Sword trials in the Legend of Zelda. Like I don't, I have no recollection of doing the thing. Except this um, time, it was because of being sick and not because of alcohol. Yes, that is true. <laughs> 
Um, but you know, like, so like I do raids, I have 90, probably 90 something percent of every craftable weapon leveled up. I've got like gear sets and mod load up. Like I'm in tune with the game. I play the game. I know the ins and out. I am like always keen on like, what's the new meta? What's the new DPS? Like, what am I bringing into the raid and things like that? Um, so like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be that way if I didn't like inherently love the game, right? So it's it's but I am disappointed uh with the both the campaign itself uh from a storytelling perspective um but also from some of the other changes that they have made to like the overall like sandbox. Um that being said, it, it is less than a week old. Yeah, at the time right now, you know, like the raid isn't out yet. Um, it was just like very late last night that they um just went ahead and like de time gated uh some time gated stuff with like the new like power set that they introduced for the expansion. So yeah. you still have to like earn the in game materials to unlock it, but it's no longer behind a wall of like you have to wait till next Tuesday or you have to wait until the raid's been beaten. Like you can just if you have the materials, you can get it right then and there. Um, let's talk a little bit why, because I think the, the, the why of it all is actually the, the most important part. So Lightfall for people who don't play Destiny. So Destiny has been around for eight years now that we're at the start of year eight, which is crazy. Uh, is it not? Hi. Is it not? Yeah. You know what? Maybe. Yeah. Eight years total, but we're in the start of year nine. Sorry. Um, and then the, the final shape next year's expansion will be year 10. Um, but so going into this, this is the beginning of the end for the the destiny saga as we know it they've been hyping this up for what, a year or two already and going into it we're like all right here we go this is going to be epic and huge and i am not done with the campaign yet i'm a couple missions in i i have had uh you know very low feelings so far um down probably with the lowest main expansion being shadow keep i feel like it's on par with that right now for me we'll see as i as i play more of it but Fans have been very let down with the the campaign story, uh, kind of some of the, like you said, the changes they made in the game. It, for something that's building to the end, the beginning of the end, it seems to have missed the mark, even though there have been more players in Destiny 2 than there have ever been. So the game is yeah. bigger than it's ever been. Steam broke records, um, but no one seems to like where the story's headed, which is kind of scary going into our last big expansion for Destiny, like with the Light and Dark Saga. Yeah, yeah, because like obviously we have no idea what's coming after the the final shape, which is that that expansion that we've got coming next year. Um, we don't even know like it, like what the season like if because they you know they release a big expansion and then they have quarterly releases with like like seasons, right? So we get like some smaller content drops like that you can either buy all a card or if you just buy the like deluxe edition of the expansion, you get all of it like included. Um, and it's like, usually th those, those seasonal, those, those quarterly stories, you know, those are going to continue the story and like, it, it, it usually feeds right into the next big thing. Like if the final shape is the last light and dark saga thing, like what does that even look like after that expansion? Like, do they do a season? Like, do we still get the quarterly stuff? What would it look like? You know, is it going to be like, is that going to be the end of Destiny 2? And, you know, they'll be able to finally launch like a new platform. Like, 
not even a destiny three, but just like, you know, fate, whatever, like whatever they want to do next with like the destiny IP, you know, that would be their chance to do it. Um, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of people, uh, talk about it where like a lot of the thoughts are like, you know, they, they've just got their heads down there. They see the finish line. They're trying to get there. Right. You know, and that makes sense that they would just try to get to the finish line so that they can go on and like do this other thing that we assume that they have got to be working on under wraps right now. But that being said, you, you got to be careful with that. Look at Game of Thrones. Uh, seasons one through six of Game of Thrones are some of the best TV ever made. And season seven started having some weird pacing issues, but it was still good. And then by the time the final season, which was eight, happened, they were trying to wrap that up way before they were ready. They rushed things way too much. The story suffered, the fans backlash, and that series finale tainted what could have been possibly the greatest show of all time yeah and that and that this is this is very unfortunately a story that is uh all too familiar you know you can go back at, as far like lost dexter uh, game of thrones like these are just off the top of my dome of like shows that i was personally invested in how that did not stick a lighting how i met your mother that's another going one too yeah for sure like it's no matter how good the 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 overall experience is, if it ends poorly, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. And like Game of Thrones kind of became a meme until House of the Dragon came out and like killed it. And they had to kill it because mm -hmm. they were working against that. Yeah. And, you know, like for Destiny, like the 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 issues that I have, like we've got so many plot points, so many characters, so many destinations and stories and loose ends. And, like, we're in the second to last, like, big expansion. Stop giving us new places. Don't give me any more new NPCs. Do not give me any new, like, MacGuffins. You need to start wrapping up what is already there. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what would be cooler than, like, like just, yeah, there, there are certain things that I can't go into because of spoilers and you haven't beaten it yet. But there are so many things that could have been done better that if you go onto Twitter and you follow Kujay, uh, he has like a big long thread, you know, circa March 3rd, 2023, that you can search. Um, that when I read that, I was like, oh, that is fantastic. If they had done that, that would have been the sickest thing ever. And it would have given everything like more stakes and more gravity. And I would have been much more invested from a story point. Um, that being said, gameplay wise, it's destiny. It feels so good just running around, jumping through the air, shooting guns. Like, it, they have the sauce. They know, you know, how it should feel. So, like, on that end, great. Um, yeah. I think there's... it's one of those things where over time, you know, hopefully they iron out the bugs that people are complaining about with the sandbox in the game currently. And hopefully the seasonal content, story-wise, will feed in to hopefully keep the story moving a good way as opposed to you know into a negative route going into that last expansion it, it's going to be an ongoing topic for us you know we we play destiny a lot especially you jack so for people coming back week to week to this podcast you're probably going to get destiny if not every week pretty dang often yeah so like don't worry i'm sure like i hope that we're including like timestamps so like you can skip the destiny portion yes. if yeah, I have been. No, okay, good, good, good. Well, we're gonna. I promise that we're gonna keep doing that because I, as an avid Destiny player, recognize that if you are not into Destiny, 
it, it is just word vomit. It means absolutely nothing to whoever is listening, you know? And it's a hard game to recommend for someone to jump into because it, there is just so much that you have to learn. It is super, like, overwhelming and intimidating and scary. And, like, if you're not going in with, like, friends who, like, you know, know what they're doing, it, it can be super intimidating, and, like, oftentimes you're gonna, like, end up, like, just leaving. Like, you're not gonna have fun. So it's it's really hard, but, like, if you have any interest in Destiny, find a friend that has played it before or is currently playing it. I can almost promise you you have one if you play video games, yeah. like, at all. You probably know someone that has at some point or another dabbled, at the very least, into Destiny. And if it's a lapsed player, that person is also going to struggle coming back in, depending on where they, like, left off. You know, like, so much changes just month over month, season over season, year over year. Like, if they stopped playing two years ago, completely different game. They're not going to know what they're doing any better than you are for, for a lot of things. Yep. Um, so, speaking of didn't don't know what they're doing, uh, I think that's a good time to start getting into the topic of the show. So we have you know a, a good amount of time to talk about that this week. Um, we can start with the uh, the Ant-Man drop-off point, which is kind of what's sprung this conversation on. Uh, do you have the actual numbers for that? Yeah, let me pull it up here. So it was it was around sixty nine percent, I believe, at the the time of this reporting, just from like box office numbers. Um, that were reported, um, it was about a 69% drop-off that Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania had from its opening week to week two. Um, obviously, every single movie has a drop going from the opening weekend to the second weekend. Um, the reason why the the number 69% uh, drop-off, why that has meaning, why that's like a big blow to them, is that, uh, you know depending on like the severity of the drop-off it's usually a very good indicator for how well the legs of the movie are going to be going forward mm -hmm. um you know to put it into perspective usually like you know the big awesome marvel blockbuster movie you know it usually will have like maybe like a 50 percent drop-off maybe like a 60 percent if it doesn't have like as big of a fan base um, and like, obviously like, you know, we're talking a difference of like, you know, 10, maybe 20%, but like, that's a difference of like hundreds of millions of dollars that you have to remember, you know? So like the, the, the fact that it's like at basically 70%, those are the type of, uh, drop-off numbers that you typically see associated with like slasher films, yeah. like horror movies, you know, they, they come out. You watch it that opening weekend, and then like that's it. You're you're done with it. You very few people go back. Uh, well, very very few people will go back and like rewatch it. But very few people are gonna go the week after because word of mouth will spread whether it's worth your time, and you know the reviews are gonna come out, the cinema scores are gonna come out, all of these different things are gonna come out, and you know that second weekend that's a big telling point. It's like are people still gonna go see this thing because. You know, if not, if you have a large drop off like that, it's only going to like get smaller from there. You know, and they're, they're not going to have Top Gun Maverick staying numbers for the theaters. No, and Luke, you mentioned before, too, this is Marvel fatigue hitting. You know, there's you had the hardcore fans go see a week one, week two, you know, and there's no staying power because people are tired, especially now with Disney Plus. You know, you get these movies three months after they're released in theaters on Disney Plus. So factor in Marvel fatigue, 
factor in the overall reception of this movie, which is sits at a 48% on Rotten Tomatoes. That is ridiculous for as the third Ant-Man movie, the first Ant- the first Marvel movie to introduce Kang the Conqueror. That's sad. And uh yeah. that 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 now, this is Paul Rudd we're talking yeah. about, right? Like Jonathan like Majors. And if you listen to like our our review of the movie, like the actors did everything that they could. I have no fault with Paul Rudd or Evangeline Lilly or, or any of these people or like Jonathan Majors. Like it's crazy that a movie that is like fronted by like someone who like at the very least I is a kind of associate with being like America's sweetheart, like with Paul Rudd, it's just like it is mind boggling to me that like this happened, right? Like how did this happen? How did we get here? What happened? Uh, and you know that's where we really got into to that topic of the show where I was like, you know, I remember this video I watched like six months ago, and I shot it over to him, and here we are. So. As the top, before we run into our, our our thoughts and ideas, I'm just gonna re- uh, read these uh, upcoming movies out loud so the listeners are up to date and we're fully up to date. Um, so Phase Five of Marvel starts off, you know, just happened with Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. May fifth, we have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. November tenth, we have the Marvels. May third, twenty twenty four, Captain America: New World Order. Uh, July twenty sixth, the Thunderbolts. And correcting from the previous weeks. Blade, September 6, 2024, as the last movie of Phase 5. Mm-hmm. Not Thunderbolts. Um, and then moving on to Phase 6, announced movies so far. Deadpool 3, November 8, 2024. Fantastic 4, February 14, 2025. Avengers Kang Dynasty, May 2, 2025. And Avengers Secret Wars, May 1, 2026. So that's not counting Spider-Man, and that's not counting the MCU Disney Plus TV shows like Loki and Secret Invasion, those other ones, Daredevil. So um, we're going to start from leaving Ant-Man as is. Ant-Man happened. Mm-hmm. Where do we go from here? What's the first thing you want to do? Yeah, so the first thing that I'm doing is I am slowing down. I am I am turtling real hard with where we're going because, you know, as things stand right now, of course things could get delayed. We've got three Marvel movies coming out uh this year total including ant-man and the wasp we've got one two three four movies coming out in 2024 and then we've got two that are announced for 2025 one announced for 2026 obviously they're gonna fill in you know those big ones because it's literally just deadpool and uh like in 2025 it's literally just fantastic four and avengers that's all we got we don't have anything past me so, you know, clearly they're going to wait to introduce us to some things. Like, are we going to get sequels to some stuff? Are we going to get new properties? Like, whatever the case may be, I am slowing down. Yeah. Um. So we we are getting way, way, way too much all at once to where it is just getting sane with a lot of different things. Whether it's from, like, the writing, the special effects, whatever it may be, we need to, like, pull back the reins because just this past, like, year... We've just gotten way, way, way too much of between the movies and the TV shows. Um, And, you know, while I've enjoyed most of the TV shows uh, to varying degrees, I think we need to scale things back. And like like we just now with um, uh, spoilers, this is probably going to be pretty spoiler heavy for anything related to the MCU. So like 
everything's on the table, Ant-Man and the Wasp, the TV shows, like whatever. Uh, so that this is your warning. Like, you're not going to like yeah. us. If you haven't seen Ant-Man Quantumania yet, go see it, then come back to this because it's Kang's a big part of this story moving forward. So you need to know what's going on with that. Yeah. And, and, and it's like season one. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's quite literally, yeah. Jumping in from, from that it's, you know, we just got our first like official, like MCU. The movie has acknowledged a show existing with the end post credit scene with Loki, you know, and Wilson's character, I forget his name, like nervous. Mobius, Mobius, that was it. Well, we all too close had, to we had close to work of madness. Um, Multiverse of Madness was a direct sequel to WandaVision. That's true. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you that. I completely forgot about that because I have some issues with Doctor Strange. Yeah, me too. Uh, that's that's a whole not like, the character with the movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's um, so it's um, what was I saying? We need to slow down, and we we need to if we're gonna have these shows coming out, then we need to integrate them more. Right. Like we need them to matter. Like Moon Knight, I really enjoyed. Oscar Isaac, phenomenal actor. They had a great supporting cast. It was fun as hell to watch. Like the the fights and everything that they were doing, super sick. Uh, but I don't think Moon Knight is gonna matter in any way, shape, or form with any Marvel property going forward unless we get a Moon Knight season two. And like it was just well, Midnight Suns, I could see him also in. Maybe, yeah. For sure, but like, it, it there's the, the the problem with it is like just like the the show itself was just so completely self contained with yeah. virtually no mention at all of any any of the MCU stuff. It was basically like the Netflix shows or like Agents of Shield, where it's like, oh, we want to include like a reference to such and such thing, but like you know we're out of the loop. We don't know what we can or can't say or include. So it's just like like that is that's we're done doing that. Everything that comes out matters. Yeah. So and like that is not to say I still want to have like smaller like things. Like I still want to be able to put out like weird cool things. Like uh, what was it? Werewolf by Night. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, like that was just like a fun cool little thing. And like technically it could matter because like we're getting blade and like that's gonna like feed into like you know like the monsters and things like that of marvel like the supernatural oogie boogies and that is you know that's something that i want to keep because i like you know fun neat new things it can't just be iron man for 80 movies <laughs> like you can't yeah it's just not feasible uh that being said uh the other thing that i'm doing is that uh, I'm looking at what we've had before, right? Phases one, two, three, and now phase four. What worked? What didn't? What are some of the things that like really tied things together? One of the biggest things to me that tied everything together and made things matter were the characters, right? Like you had like it, it you know, just clear your mind, everyone, stop what you're doing, pull over to the side of the road, uh, and just close your eyes and clear your mind by the time that endgame came out avengers endgame who are the big three in marvel iron man see thor captain america yes it is those three if if you're talking about the marvel cinematic universe and someone says something about the big three you're not questioning who the big three are. you know who the big three are you know at least at that point in time right 
obviously, you know, a couple of those characters have now been sunset essentially, or like we've got like a new Captain America that we have, like we got at like the very end of the show and then we're getting the movie coming forward. Um, but like Iron Man, he's done where he's, he, he died. Right. Um, so the problem is that we, we need anchor characters. We need a couple of characters that we can make sure are big focal points that are really going to carry a lot of, uh, plot, a lot of like character development, a lot of story, a lot of everything is on their shoulders, you know, and for a decade, it was Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, and Chris Hemsworth. And then we got, you know, a bunch of supporting characters around them, whether they be supporting characters in their movies, like with um, uh, Pepper Potts or like Peggy, Nick Fury. That's how we got Black Widow uh was introduced in like iron man 2 and then we got a lot more of her in the winter soldier moving forward uh she didn't even get a solo movie until after her character died yeah <laughs> which like we had arguable that probably should have never happened to begin with like that's i don't know so i guess starting with where we're going forward we we know what works i mean uh we like you said characters what would you keep in phase five specifically? What movies would you keep on the roster? I would keep Guardians Volume 3 because James Gunn is now like co-CEO of DC. So I'm keeping Guardians for a, a few reasons. One, because James Gunn can no longer like work for Marvel, you know, while he's doing DC. Um, I don't want to see a Guardians movie that James Gunn like didn't direct right yep. like that is he he cre he didn't create guardians of the galaxy like it, it, there was source material but like cinematically he made he made those characters he made the the first two movies i don't want to end the christmas special which objectively was hilarious um he he made all of these things and like so guardians 3 i'm keeping because it, it they're marketing it as kind of, you know, the the swan song for James Gunn for them. And like, also like, it seems like it's going to be the swan song for a lot of the, the Guardians themselves. This yeah. is going to be the ending point for a lot of those storylines. Maybe we'll still get like, you know, a cameo here and there or anything, but it seems like they're wrapping up the the Guardian space odyssey. That main cast. Yeah. Now, we are though, we are gaining Adam Warlock, which is a big reason too why I would keep that movie around because Adam Warlock is a huge marvel space character that was a huge part of the original infinity war in the comic run mm -hmm. yeah and so um so yeah i'm keeping guardians 3 because i want to see that movie and i think that there is um you know we've just gone over a bunch of reasons why it seems right now in february before this movie comes out before we get much more than the super bowl trailer of why it's going to be like important or at the very least entertaining um, so now looking at the list, the Marvels, Captain America, New World Order, Thunderbolts, and Blade. This is tough because honestly, I feel like you can keep all of these movies, but they are not coming out anywhere close to where they are currently scheduled. Do like, you think we need Thunderbolts though? That, that's the one looking at this list that I would say we could cut. I think for right now... It's it's oversaturating. The cast they have going doesn't seem that interesting. Like, what's the point of the Thunderbolts? The Thunderbolts building to it, like, if we dial it back a little bit with Captain America 4, 
in the Falcon and Winter Soldier TV show. Um, you know, I was so excited for that show. And John Walker throughout that show was an excellent hero, then anti-hero, then seemingly villain. Then they just backpedaled in the last episode for no apparent reason other than to put him in the Thunderbolts. So I feel like the yeah. Thunderbolts is a big reason why a lot of decisions are happening, and I don't understand why. I would cut it. Yeah, I agree. And that hurts my heart because it's, you know, like, let's be, if we're going to throw around terms like, you know, a knockoff of this, a clone of that, uh, we're, we're not necessarily doing it out of, like, any form of, like, we're not trying to diss them. It's just an easier way to reference something that is existing to see similarities. Um, the Thunderbolts is a knockoff of Suicide Squad. Yep. Uh, don't at me about like, oh, well, actually, the Thunderbolts were first introduced before the Suicide Squad. I'm not talking about the comics. I'm talking about movies. We've got the Su Suicide Squad and the Suicide Squad, and now the Thunderbolts are happening. So whoever came first, it doesn't matter. The Thunderbolts is the knockoff of the thing that is currently existing. And we don't acknowledge the first Suicide Squad movie. It's just the Suicide Squad, which coincidentally is also James Gunn. So, and you know, that one, although it didn't perform financially the way they wanted, critically, I think, you know, fans were much bigger fans. So that was like, that was a COVID time and it released an HBO exactly. Max also. So I think exactly. people who came and showed up for that movie loved it. I, I really enjoyed it. 100%. Yeah. And anything, even in just in the context of Marvel, uh, anything like in, in phase four to, you know, even now in phase five, I would argue, uh, any box office numbers are going to have to have an asterisk next to them just because it's like, there are still a hell of people that are just not going to movie theaters anymore. And, you know, like in part now, like if you just wait a couple extra months, the movie will be on Disney plus and you don't have to spend any extra, you know, like with black widow, you have, it was like a premium thing. You had to buy it for like 30 bucks in addition to the cost of the streaming service. I did not. Um, I was did. Yeah, and like, yeah, eventually it's just for free. You know, you pay for Disney Plus, but like, you don't pay extra. Is what I mean. Um, so, with the Thunderbolts, I think you're cutting because it's it's a bunch of characters, and like, they've got a couple of characters that I really like. Like, objectively, I typically resonate more. Like, I'm more interested in like the villains a lot of the time that I am of the protagonist. And, like, these aren't necessarily, like, villains, but they're, you know, definitely more antagonistic roles. Like, you've got uh, U.S. Agent, Taskmaster, Ghost, Winter Soldier. Those four alone, those were literally, like, the big bad guys of the movies that they were introduced in. So, like, it is very much a Suicide Squad movie. Um, and as much as I'd love to see those characters get flushed out and see what they do with them, it's gone. Cut. But that's your problem right there, though, is two out of those four villains... You know, our heroes and the other two kind of sucked. Like Ghost yeah. and Taskmaster were the worst parts of their movies. So, which is unfortunate because they're super, like their powers are super sick. Like Taskmaster has always been like one of my favorite, like not street level, but like close to street level villains because like he can, he's literally just as good at anything and everything as the Avenger that specializes in that thing. Like, Hawkeye's the world's greatest archer. No one in the universe can compare to him. Taskmaster is literally exactly as good because he can, like, in the MCU, she 
can literally copy everything. She is a mirror image of everything. So like the the hand-to-hand -hand combat, the acrobatics, the shield play, everything that like Winter Soldier, Black Panther, Spider-Man, Captain America, the sword skills of Swordmaster, the archery of Hawkeye, the like cool like spy assassinations of Black Widow, like literally everything that any character can do, Taskmaster is just as good. That's what makes them such a threat. And the longer you fight them, the harder it is to, you know, win because they literally just instantly just whoop, they're just as good as like whatever you just did to them, they can do to you. So like you just immediately run out of your bag of tricks unless you're magic like Doctor Strange or Thor or whatever. So like that's like it's a really cool character and like the character has some really cool stories. We got none of that in the yeah. in Ghost was Superman. even worse. Ghost was even worse and like objectively ghost has one of the coolest powers that i have seen in the mcu like being able to like phase through anything and like stick her hand through like um what's his name hank pym's throat as like a threat to be like bro if i go solid right now you're just dead and there's nothing you can do like there are so many cool things that they could do with it and then they just didn't do enough for these characters to where initially where it's like oh we're getting this thunderbolts movie with these characters it's like cool maybe we'll get them flushed out and then the rest of phase five happened and it's like, oof, no, I don't think that's what we need right now. We need to take a step back, you guys. Yep. Um, so we're taking a step back and we're cutting that movie, unfortunately. So that is not to say that we don't get a Thunderbolts movie later down the line, or maybe we get some of these characters like, you know, in other movies, but we're not getting a standalone Thunderbolts movie. And I, I think the Thunderbolts would make a better show than the, a movie, personally. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, I think team-based things, I think, do better when you have more time to breathe, to have those interactions. It's very hard to juggle a team. I think that's why James Gunn is so revered, because the Guardians are a team, and they all feel like people that you can relate to. Um, yeah. You know, you can, like, yeah. Then you have something like the first Avengers. I mean, that was yeah. lightning in a bottle, bringing like, mm -hmm. six big-name actors and characters and like having them bounce off of each other, you know, that that hadn't been done before. Not well, at least in like on cinema. Uh, and it's yeah, it's you if you have like because like that's not even all of the characters in the Thunderbolts like roster of no, just more. the Thunderbolts. There's more. I just couldn't think of them off the top of my head. Red Guardian. Um, yeah, there's too many of them. I love John Harbour or David Harbour. He's awesome. He's like a really good actor. Um, there, he was in the, the most recent thing I saw was like the, the Christmas movie where he's like a very violent, a violent night. I'm pretty sure that was the name. Yep. Super fun Christmas movies. Don't watch it with your kids. It's R rated, but like, man, it was entertaining as all get out. And it's like, like, I love him as an actor, stranger things, all of these different things. Um, but like, it's just like, it, there's too many characters for all of them to have their moments in to shine and showcase what they do in a movie um we th it would be better suited for a tv show that that was my issue with the eternals i feel like the eternals was a good idea but it should have been a show too many yeah, people it it's just too crowded was, yeah and like the because I'll, I'll jump on there i personally was not a big fan of the eternals i didn't hate it like a lot of people online did um, I think that they did some things really well, but other things really badly because like to this day, as of March 3rd, 2023, the Eternals had a better Superman versus the Justice League fight than the Justice League <laughs> in Zack Snyder in the DCU or Batman v Superman. 
Okay, and let that sink in. You got a better Superman versus other heroes fight in Marvel's Eternals than you did in than the movie Batman versus Superman or the Justice League. All right, we got a better Superman <laughs> fight. That's that that's that's a that's a point of uh, contention for me. If you couldn't tell, that's something that that I've been carrying around for yes. a while. We want uh, we. we we both did this. We we love DC, uh, and I can't wait for to see what James Gunn brings to the table, so we can hopefully get these things in the future, so we can finally get these Marvel level highs for DC. Because right now we, we can both agree, Phase Four had a couple good highs, right? Spider Man No Way Home, I think, is a big standout to me, and then Sh- Shang Chi obviously as the solo film. But so if if it were me, uh, cutting Thunderbolts is a must. I would also, and we might get this, it might fall into phase six. We'll see when it lands. It probably will be phase six, but I would put Spider-Man four in that slot, make phase five longer and have Spider-Man four be in this slot. Have that be the introduction. Like you mentioned before, Miles Morales as a person, not as a spider person. We've already gotten the seeds laid with his uncle Aaron, right? We know um, those seeds have been planted. That that's where I think cut the Thunderbolts. Let's bring Spider Man. Let's start setting up Miles Morales to sunset Tom Holland's Peter Parker. Yeah, hundred percent. And um, you know that's like what we were talking about with like the characters. Like you have to have a couple of central characters in order to like make it work. Um, as you know, as the new Kevin Feige, as as you know. The, you know, we'll, we'll, there's, it's no longer, it's like, well, Kevin Feige's at the wheel. Jack Ryan is at the wheel. That's me. I'm Jack Ryan. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was, I was named after the character. That's my dad was also a <laughs> nerd. Um, so uh, it's, it's uh, the, the first thing I'm doing is like, all right, who are we focusing this on? Okay. Well, Dr. Strange did not have a super strong second movie, but you know who else didn't have a very strong second movie? Iron Man. You know how to, who had a really weak third movie? Iron Man. You know who carried the entirety of the first, like, like the first three phases of the MCU on their backs? Iron, Iron Man. <laughs> and, you know, in Infinity War and Endgame, we clearly saw that Benedict Cumberbatch has the chops to, like, match, you know, Robert Downey Jr. You know, he could go quip for quip. He could go scene to scene. He can pass the presence. He can carry and be... A charismatic focal point for us to like watch and get invested in so you know if we're going to compare foil to foil uh dr strange is one of the new front people he's going to be someone that a lot of things are going to be centered on which means we're going to get really weird you know we're going to be dealing with a lot of these magical threats and like dormammu and things like that and like because like dormammu wasn't actually dealt with you know they made a deal but like he's a villain, he can he should be able to back out of that deal and be like, you shouldn't have trusted me, bro. I'm a villain. Um, and we're gonna get weird, but we're gonna get weird in a more sensible way. We're not just gonna be weird for weird's sake. We're gonna adhere to some of the cool storylines from the Doctor Strange universe and like from Avengers or like uh, Secret Avengers, Dark Avengers, like all of these different things that like incorporated Doctor Strange. We're gonna you know. MCUify it so that it makes sense in the context of the movies. And I also uh, want to, even though we're dealing with, you know, a lot of magic, sci-fi, whatever, that's going to inherently need a lot of special effects, we're also going to practical effect the 
hell out of everything that we do. Anything that we can use practical effects for, we're doing. Anything that we can shoot on site, on a location, like in a city where we like shut down a street for how like a day or an hour or whatever, whatever we got to do, we're doing it. We're going to make it as real as possible because uh, that is another gripe that I've got right now with a lot of the recent MCU stuff is that everything is just, it, it's completely green screen. And like Doctor Strange was like 100% green screen. So it's, you know, we got to make changes. We're making everything practical and that we can, you know, within reason. Some things have to be special effects, but we're going to take things back. You know, like there recently there is like a clip floating around on Twitter that, um, you know, had, it was just like the post credit scene of Captain America, the first one where he like wakes up in present day, but it's staged to look like the forties still. And like, he's like listening to the radio of like the pre-recorded baseball game, but it was a game that he saw live. And that's how he figured out that he wasn't where he thought like they were telling him he was. And it's like just him reacting to a thing that was there. You like, you don't get that anymore with, yeah, you, you you just don't get that. It's just character in front of a green screen doing a thing. There there's no there's no stretching of the acting chops. So that's got to get dealt with. And the biggest thing that's going to be the the cause of that like that's going to help with that is pacing. We are slowing everything down. We are not releasing near as many things near as frequently so that we can give everyone more time both from like the people that are going to see these movies, right? Like we want to give them more time so they don't feel as fatigued. And I also want to give every single person that is working on these movies more time to flush things out. I want the writers to have more time to figure things out. I want all of the cast and crew and everything. I want them to have more time so that they can like really bring it and bring some top level quality to everything and give these poor special effects artists the chance to like actually like perfect this stuff before it goes out because like there are numerous articles talking about uh in like phase four and phase five of like people just getting pulled away we touched on it a little bit with ant-man's review like how they got pulled away to work on wakanda forever like that's that's no longer happening because everyone's gonna just have enough time to get it where it needs to look and if that means that you have to delay eight properties that's fine, because you know what Marvel has? Disney money. money. They're going to be just fine, all right? <laughs> that's that's going to be the biggest thing, is that they are, like, right now, they just got out of hand. They got way too greedy. You know, the transitions between the different CEOs and, like, the, the shift in focus with, like, Disney+, Plus, they pumped out way too many shows, like, just back to back to back, and, like, it is just fatigued the entire universe. You know, they are splitting their special effects artists between the movies and the shows, and it shows on both fronts. Mm -hmm. Because, like, the TV show, you inherently expect the special effects to, like, not be as good, especially if it's episodic coming out week over week. That's just the nature of it. But then, like, you know, the movie comes out, and you expect it to be, like, you know, if we're talking about Marvel, at least, you expect it to be top of the line, right? Like, you think back to, like, the original Iron Man. That came out in 2008. And that movie still holds up. The art know? direction, they, they put money into it to make it look good. It was so ahead of its time, special effects-wise. You know things are bad when you have your own Marvel Disney Plus show referencing, oh, the graphic designers must have moved on to the next project in the end of She-Hulk. Like, that's how bad the situation is when they are being upfront to their audience about it being bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, they, they had to, like, 
reshoot uh like or i don't know how it works with special they had to like re-special effects like like basically the entirety of she-hulk because like it was so bad from like the get-go like from just like the trailers i don't think the show had even premiered yet at that point yeah but it's like like that's it, 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 there's trouble right this the ship is sinking at that point you gotta you gotta figure out a way to like write it and like you know the answer is not always just hire more people forehead like there's there's it, it's it's more nuanced than that and like they've got like some of the best people in the business uh but they're just spread too thin and they're overworked you need to slow it down and let them like let them cook you know let them do their thing they are some of the best in the business and their track record proves that you know leading up to the first three phases so like let them do what they do at like the pace that like will let them do it yeah um to keep it sustainable and- is the biggest thing Exactly. And like the more that that you keep it sustainable, like on the back end for like all of the people that are making these things, you know, the better reception that you're going to have because you can polish them more. And so when they come out, you know, you're going to have an airtight script. You're going to have a plus visual effects. You're going to have like all of these different things. So like it's going to hit better for the fans and like just the general moviegoer it's going to matter more because it's you're not getting just slapped in the face with a new marvel thing literally every other week or every other month like it's it's not gonna happen it's it's gonna be like back towards like how it was like i'm looking at like their previous release like the first like three phases of marvel Phase one lasted four years. Phase two lasted about three years. Phase three lasted three years. Phase four had one, two, three, four, five, six movies in it. And I don't even know how many TV shows, just like what I'm looking at. It's like, movies, but like probably, yeah, if not even more than that, I can't keep track of them off the top of my head. But it had all of that in one year, 2021 to 2022. That is way too much. All right. Like, and like if, if phase four, all of phase four, the movies and the TV shows, both, if that had come over out over the course of like three to four years, I think we would have had a like much different opinion. And I don't think we would be in the situation that we're in right now where we're talking about like, what did they screw up? Because we talked about in a previous episode, I hate any like video or thing where it's like just super clickbaity like it's like is this the end of the marvel so like i hate that stuff get it out of here it's so stupid i it's trite it's awful it's it just pandering and, and that's not what i'm doing here uh but whenever you know you have the general masses not just those super clickbaity things talk about like Ooh, the MCU, you know, like they're still making money but like oh critically, you know, people are not enjoying it as much as they once did. Like there, there's weight to that and you have to look at that and say, okay, what's working? What's not? We need to fix this. So we, we are slowing things down. We're going to focus on some characters. I talked about Dr. Strange. Uh, we're also focusing on Spider-Man and it's like, and yes, listener, I hear you through the vortex of time and, you know, not being there with you in person in your car. Uh, but it's like, oh, Sony owns the right, like, it's so difficult. No, 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 no. Remember, I'm in charge. I got Disney money. I don't care what Sony wants in order to get to the rights of Spider-Man. 
because at this point I have enough to do it. And if I don't, I'll just buy Sony. I will do whatever it takes. I will move heaven and earth. I will eat the mountains and drink the seas. I will do whatever it takes. Spider-Man is coming home. All right. We've had three movies where this poor kid can't go home. He's coming home to the MCU. And we're going to be able to then yeah, he went home in the name, but he's still not truly home. I mean, yeah. Spider-Man Four, Welcome Home. That's the boot. There it is, because he's back. And that's not really what I would do. But, Spider-Man Five. Uh, there's no place like home. Yeah, yeah, no place. Yeah, Spider-Man Four, Welcome Home. Spider-Man Five, no place like home. Spider-Man Six, I don't know. The homes have eyes. Whatever. Uh, but it's. <laughs> Like, we're bringing him back in, and, like, obviously, like, right now, we know that we're also gonna get the Fantastic Four and the X-Men at some point, you know? We we know this from, like, interviews and, like, little cameos and things like that. They're coming back, too. Like, not necessarily the same actors that we've seen portray them, but those characters, we own that stuff again. Because why? I have Disney money backing me, and, like... No matter how badly Fox or Universal or any of these other guys want to hold on to the things, if I throw, I don't know, like $10 billion at you, are you really going to hold on to to the rights to Fantastic Four when the last movie was Stick and did abysmally and they haven't done a single thing with those characters since? No, you're going to take the $10 billion or whatever arbitrarily, stupidly sickening amount of money I'm throwing at you and you're going to sell me whatever I tell you to sell me because that's how the world works uh, but so like yeah all of these like the Hulk we can't get another Hulk movie or like any of these things because I'm pretty sure Universal still somehow owns the rights to the Hulk character all of that's done any Marvel character that has not like I don't know you know that is still owned by someone other than the like Marvel brand we're buying them back like Sony can keep the rights to the Spider-Man games because Insomniac puts out bangers uh, but now, like next to the movies, that's back at Marvel. At this point, I think it's just Spider-Man and Hulk because with Disney buying uh, 20th Century Fox, all that stuff, Fantastic Four and uh, yeah, Fantastic Four and X-Men are officially Disney owned, uh, which is cool. Um, we because you know we we know for sure we're getting Fantastic Four. We have that on the horizon, and we know X-Men are planned. Um, we know Deadpool 3 is releasing under the Marvel Cinematic Universe banner. so Which is big, because that has been confirmed like 80 different ways that it is still going to be R-rated, yeah. which is what it has to be. So my biggest thing, if, if I were running this ship, you know, I mentioned, you know, cutting Thunderbolts, I think trimming the fat down, like you said, I think for the shows... They need to do what Netflix did and make it more of this street level characters. Have it be able to have less of a budget for a show and have it be good. I think Hawkeye is a good example of that. I think yeah. a show like Moon Knight shouldn't have existed because there's no at least seemingly point right now where it's going. You know, like why do we have Moon Knight season one? Are we getting season two? Probably not. Maybe who knows? It seems like not. Like we haven't had an announcement and that came out like six months ago some of yeah most of those other shows though had a reason to exist wandavision led into multiverse of madness uh falcon and winter soldier yeah leads into captain america new world order the loki mm-hmm. with kang and a bunch of other things seemingly yeah. so like most of these shows had a reason to go uh miss marvel is now going to be in b marvels so uh, i'm looking at ironheart by ironheart i'm sorry i thought you were pretty fun in 
Um, Wakanda Forever didn't need to be there, but you were pretty fun. Sorry, your show's not happening. Uh, Echo, definitely not happening. Um, you know, as cool as a character she was in Hawkeye, she does not need a show. Not right now, at least. It's just oversaturating. Let Daredevil bring that storyline back in. Cut Echo yeah. in a heartbeat. Easy. And you know what you can do? You can still include Echo. Yeah, in, absolutely. In your shows, you know, and that's what I think they need to do at least now starting out. Because, like, you know, if you have to, you have to be able to, like, read the trends, but you also have to be able to, like, plan and, and see things out. So it's like, like, Daredevil is, like, pretty, univ like, uh, let me be specific, Charlie Cox's Daredevil is pretty universally loved. Like, pretty much anyone that has watched that show, like, really enjoys him and that role and, like, enjoys the action and everything that like went into those shows and you can even and like i can still nitpick to death like the show itself like as a show but like man did i enjoy the heck out of it right like it yeah. was a good time and you know like so like you know you have that character daredevil probably gonna be a big focal point for the tv shows because yeah. like you were saying with like the street level daredevil that's daredevil specialty mm -hmm. you know like they butchered um iron fist and they did not end Luke Cage well, in my opinion, with, like, how they set that character off on, like, the sequencing that they did. Jessica Jones, Punisher, like... Same it's thing. Just, it, yeah, exactly. Like, they, they got, um, what's his name? David Tennant to be the villain in season one of Jessica Jones. That was such a huge hit, and he played it so well. And I really like Jessica Jones, the show, and, like, the character, too. I think she's really um, fascinating. Just for, like... season of that show is excellent. Like, slapped slapped harder than my stepdad on a friday night when he found out we ran out of his favorite fear you know oh. um and it's <laughs> i don't have a stepdad that's that I, I apologize if i <laughs> i had a very lucky father figure in my life i never had it no uh anyway okay yeah so my my big this is this is my big one and i i'm not sure how you will feel about this one but you know this is how we would individually run things most things we're going to agree on obviously but this one i'm not sure this is it could be a controversial take deadpool 3 confirmed to be happening confirmed to have wolverine you know what I want this movie to be? What? De Deadpool kills the X-Men Fox universe. Easy. Like multiversal. Go go into the other world. There's a comic book storyline called Deadpool. Deadpool kills the universe or Marvel Universe, whatever it is. I want that and just have him go and murk over, you know, James McAvoy and all of them. Yeah, just get rid of them. That way we can have the new characters for the MCU proper. Just kill so them. Are are you thinking it's like super fourth wall breaking yes. and like very uh -huh. like meta? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just have it be a fun time of just Wolverine and Deadpool murking fools. Are you gonna carry over any of the the Deadpool introduced characters? Like are we gonna continue to see Zazie Beats as Domino or like um cable, any of these characters? Are we getting any of them? Or is it just solely gonna be uh Deadpool and uh, Wolverine, because I don't think you could really make the argument for like Deadpool killing like Domino in you. Yeah, you know, I think you just ignore it. I think I Domino was fine. Um, she was a fine kid. I barely remember even what she did in that movie. Uh, Cable was good. Cable had the unfortunate part of releasing the same year as Josh Brolin also playing Thanos, and mm -hmm. Thanos was just leagues better. Um, 
So, I mean, Deadpool 2 was a good movie. I think Deadpool 1 is one of the all-time great superhero movies. I, I love Deadpool 1. I, I rewatch it all the time. I just did last week just for fun. You know, it's it's a great movie. I, I like Groundbreaking. Energy. First R-rated, like, yeah. big R-rated superhero thing since, like, what, the original, like, Blade trilogy? Even that, I'm pretty sure, was PG. Because, like, yeah, like, they, because, like, the vampires and that, they just turned to dust. There wasn't, like, really any blood or anything yeah. like that. So, so it's, like, yeah, I don't yeah. know how uh, a full movie would work with him killing everyone. I don't know if it could be just, like, uh, the start of the movie is how, you know, they go in there to, like, take out all these things and maybe something else happens along the way. I have the money to hire good writers, though. But overall, that's what I want to happen. My big plot point is... Deadpool goes in and kills the Fox universe. He's already made plenty of references with the weird timelines and multiple castings. You had in Deadpool 2 the weird shot of the Professor Xavier Mansion with the first class team. You know, it's like, okay, this, this is weird. Uh, that was funny. So, like, and then at the end of that, he, Hugh Jackman is finally done with Wolverine. I think we did, we can't use him in the MCU proper after this movie. We need Let them a, yeah. We need a reset point. We need someone young to be Wolverine for a long time. We need a great Cyclops. We need a great Xavier. We have pillars to hit for X Men, and I want a full reset point. As much as some of those characters were great, um, Michael Fassbender was excellent. Magneto, and you can tap even better, a better Eric. Like Eric as a person, not Magneto as a villain. Humanized him. He was great. Yeah, I would argue that Michael Fassbender is the reason why the Magneto character in like these recent years became more of an anti-hero than a straight up villain. Because like, yeah, they humanized him. They gave him a, a super like dope story. And it's like, yeah, like he's going around, again, we covered spoilers for everything. Like he's just going around killing Nazis. That I can get behind. All right. You see a Nazi, you take him down. It doesn't matter in a circumstance, you know, and that's. I get it, you know? <laughs> yep. And now I think, I don't want to talk X-Men because I think Secret Wars is going to be the X-Men route they go with, whether it's during Secret Wars or post-Secret Wars. I think that's why we don't know anything yet. I think leading into it, Fantastic Four has to be a big play. Doctor Doom has to be a big play. They have to nail Doctor Doom. I think they go young. I think they go 30-somethings, maybe a mid-20s Johnny Storm. You know, we'll, we'll go young. I think post Secret Wars, we get a more future foundation than we do Fantastic Four. I want a space bound Fantastic Four team to replace that Guardians of the Galaxy void we're going to have without the space team. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't think of that. I've always thought of the Fantastic Four as more being a, a, a good storyline whenever it's like more grounded and like. I, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast or if it was in private about how um, how I would do the Fantastic Four with them like being out of tie, yeah. you know, like they yeah they they go up into space like in the '60s or whenever, and then they come back down now like through wormhole or whatever, and it's like oh like this is this is their story of how they have to like adapt to like the new world. And I get we already got Captain America, but the the way that those characters are written, I feel like it, they, they are products of their time, much like the original Rocky movies. Are. Yeah, like yeah. They don't age well. And, like, granted, they could change things. Like, originally, Scott Lang was, like, a wife beater in, like, a lot of the, the Marvel comics. And, like, you're not going to get Paul Rudd to start slapping around Evangeline Lilly. He's America's sweetheart. So, like, obviously, they can change characters. And, like, it makes sense for them to change them in certain regards. And, like, you can still give a character depth without, 
like, you know, with making changes like that. But like, did you know that Hugh Jackman is 54 years old? Yeah. Yeah. So he is 54 and like, he is still getting like, like if you saw Logan or like any of the other like Wolverine movies, like he is getting jacked. Like he is yoked out of his mind and he is 54 years old. Yeah. But man rest on like he already been playing with Wolverine for 23 years. Yeah, he's he was ready to hang up the coat after Logan, which was such a good standoff to begin with. It was it like it, it, the perfect way to like retire the character. And yet like all of this stuff is happening, so it's like, all right, you know what? If anything's going to bring Hugh Jackman back to it, it's going to be Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool. So like we're going to get like if we're getting one last yeehaw ride with Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, this is it. We're we're done with him after this. Let the man rest. Let him let him sing. Let him do theater. Like let him do the things that he wants to do without having to starve himself and like dehydrate himself and spend twenty seven hours every single day in the gym for eight months so that he could film like a two shirtless scenes in the movie. You know, like let this old man rest. I say, yeah. I say old man, like, obviously 54 is not, like, old, old, but it's old for, like, getting that yoked for, like, n no yeah. good reason. It's, that's a lot on his body. That's a lot on his yeah. mental health to keep that up. I mean, Chris uh, Chris Evans was very, very vocal about wanting to get behind the camera because of that. Like, he loved playing Cap. He was a great Captain America, great Steve Rogers, but S Steve Rogers is a jacked human being because he's a super soldier. And to have Chris Evans pull that off, like, God, it was insane. The scene where Cap is holding the helicopter, mm -hmm. you know, just using sheer muscle, like, he was... He tore, he tore a muscle filming that, too. I believe it. Like, he was... He was hacked. Dude, yeah, it's, it, like, it's not feasible. Like, A, it's not feasible to, like, ask a person to look like that. And, like, before you say anything, I also feel that way... Um, about women too like it's not feasible the the level of like beauty standards that we hold for people uh both male and female it's not realistic it's not healthy it's not safe uh we need to try to get away from that that's why i actually really liked thor um the version of thor that we got in um god of or ragnarok because it's more realistic and it's more accurate um like look at a power builder like they have to have like some fat on them to like cushion the muscles because if you, like, go in there looking like Captain America and you actually, like, try to lift, like, heavy weights, you're pulling something because you, you're not built to exist. You're, like, you're built to be seen but not built to do a thing, right? Yeah. Anyway, that's my little side tangent about that. But, so, it, you know, it, it, there's mentioning because yeah, you can only do that so long yeah. because it takes a toll both physically and mentally. So totally like that. We are basically to the start of the next Avengers movie, which I think the idea of going to Secret Wars and using Kang is good. I think we don't touch that initial formula. Uh, any other small changes or big things that we left off the table that you want to throw out there before we round off the topic? Yeah, I think um, I think that we need... Yeah, so we're we're spacing things out. We're slowing things down. We're getting more practical effects. We're giving these poor special effects artists more time to live and do their craft. Um, uh, we are, uh, I'm not going to touch on it too much just because I, I realize that we're, we've been going for a while. Um, a lot of the shows probably not getting, um, greenlit for another season. Yeah. Uh, I'm keeping Loki just because it's like right here. 
um, kind of similar to Guardians. You know, it's it's like right around the corner. Um, but I think that anything that we have gotten show-wise, um, you know, since then, if we're going to continue those stories, they're going to be continued on the big screen, whether they get a standalone movie or if we're going to, you know, just insert them into ensembles, of, you know, like the way that we did. I, I always go back, and they've done it a lot of times now, but like I always go back to like inserting Black Widow into Captain America 2, The Winter Soldier, mm. just because... You know, it, it was very much a Captain America story, but Black Widow was a very, like, integral character to yeah. the story. And that's how I would do it, because, like, like let's be real, like, not everyone is, like, lining up to go see, like, a Moon Knight mu movie or, like, a Moon Knight TV show. And now, granted, I know some people that are big fans, like, the, the fans of, like, Moon Knight, they're screaming about it you know they're frothing at the mouth and like that's good that's going to be the case with like any like smaller like lesser known property but like if you're you want to attract like the big name sales so like you gotta you gotta get these spaces so we got spider-man spider-man's great proof um because we were talking about how uh hard it was for a lot of properties to like make money at the box office because of covid spider-man uh shattered it yeah, it did not care. What one point seven billion? I want to say. Yeah, which proves that like if you have the right sauce, whether it's the character, the property, the IP, whatever it is, like if you have the right thing, people will still go out and see it. Spider-Man: right? No so, Way Home made one point nine two billion. Yeah, and it that that is that's a good number. That's an that's a, a fantastic number pre-COVID, let alone. Post COVID. Yeah, keep in mind that was December of 2021. Yeah. That's not yeah. that far. I mean, that's like mid COVID pandemic. That's the brightest the vaccine was starting to come about. That was yeah. Depending know, on yeah, depending on where you live, if you're listening to this in the United States, like uh, you are still probably you can remember Christmas time 2021 and be like, oof, yeah, no, things were still not great. But well, like people, you know, that's all Spider Man because it was Spider Man. And there were all these rumors circ circulating about like, are we going to get Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield? And they delivered. And, you know, like that's the type of magic wand stuff that I'm talking about. Like we're going to in we're going to probably sequel a few of these things. We're definitely getting that. I'm keeping the Spider-Man trilogy yep. that we have coming up. Yep. I'm introducing Miles Morales into it so that we can't like I'm introducing him immediately so that like. I'm not even in the Spider-Man movie. It's a post-credit scene somewhere. I want to start introducing that character and like those characters so that we can pass the baton so that we can let Tom Holland rest. What about because, like what I'm stage? pretty sure that's a good question because like we've we've now kind of like not sunset but like uh you know the way that No Way Home ended like MJ like no longer knows. So it's like do we revisit that or do we explore other characters like when Stacy, we could even explore like Felicity, uh, yep. or Fel not Felicity, that's Arrow, Felicia yep. with Black Bat. I you would know, like, I would just go routes. I, I like so Spider Verse is huge. I love Spider Verse. Um, so good. Give, give Gwen Stacy to Miles and then give Felicia to Peter. Mm, interesting. I don't know if I necessarily like Gwen as a like a love interest for Miles because I know that Miles historically has like his own stuff but i could definitely see when being like uh, a supporting role for it yeah, and that's, that's kind of what i meant 
not not okay. necessarily a love interest, but that's going to be like his focal point character with him. Whereas gotcha. you could build the black hat character with with Peter Parker in, in uh, Spider Man. Yeah, now that no one knows who he is. Yeah, and you could do like a Spider. Uh, I, I forget the 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 name of the Gwen Stacy variant where she becomes like Ghost the Spider. Ghost Spider. That was it. You could even build out Ghost Spider if you wanted to, because like there are no rules. Like if like we get like a super dope casting for Gwen Stacy and it's something that like she wants to do and it seems like like we've got a director or a writer that has like a super sick idea that blows me away in like the storyboard meeting yeah ghost spider that's happening too like I'll spider verse the heck out of everything like and everything is on the table like there are so many marvel comics out there you know, like we could do anything. I want to see more things with like the Eternals or not the Eternals. Sorry, I'm looking mm -hmm. at the, the I want to see like what's happening with Jon Snow with the Black Knight that we got in Eternals that like we kind of got like the hint for Blade at the end. So like I want to see, you know, Kit Harrington with Mahershala Ali. I want to see those characters there. I desperately want to see more of Shang-Chi because aside from Spider-Man with No Way Home, which was just a technical feat, getting all of those pieces to work together. Shang-Chi was, you know, the best movie of Phase 4, in my opinion. Um, even counting Black Panther, Wanda, Wakanda Forever, there were, I had more um, issues with Wakanda Forever than I did with Shang-Chi. And Wakanda Forever was great. You know, it, it should win, you know, Angela Bassett should get an Oscar for the role. Um, you know, they had to deal with the passing of an actor, which of course is just like you can't plan for that you know like because they were they were pretty clearly building black panther chadwick boseman's black panther yep. to be like one of the next big heads there was gonna be like that next like captain america level of like he's gonna be on the posters he's our yep. front man like this is gonna be the guy and then like he you know passed from cancer like you can't and like no one knew like you can't predict that you can't plan for that you know like it would have been you know, if he had, like, you know, passed in, like, a car crash or something like that, like, it's still, like, it's just hitting you out of left field. So, like, they did what they could. They adapted. I like Shuri. Like, you know, I thought they did a reasonably good job with what they had in the time that they had to do it. Um, but, you know, it's 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 one of those things that you, you, know, you just got to have to start picking and choosing. Do we get another Black Panther movie? I think so. Definitely. Um, you get another Shang-Chi movie? For sure. Yeah, post-Secret Wars, though. I, we're we're dealing with Kang at the very least before we get, um, I think, uh, sequels to anything except maybe Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. I think I, I want to see a Spider-Man movie and to see where Peter Parker ended up after the events of No Way Home. And then maybe the post credit scene of that is going to be like a tie-in, like maybe Doctor Strange gets his memory back or he never really forgot if you were like going down a YouTube rabbit hole where he like brings him back in and it's like, we've got some weird threat that we're dealing with that Ant-Man brought to us. And, you know, then Ant-Man's going to be like, and, you know, that's how I bring Louise back too, is like, maybe they, like, yes. they portal we to Ant-Man when he's, yeah, they, they portal to Ant-Man and he's with X-Con, his like company, and Louise is like gonna like break down the events of Kang for us and like introduce us to that. And that's how we're gonna get like our next Louise recap, which was sorely missed from Quantum Mania. Yep. Uh and that'll be how we like set the stage. That's the post credit scene, right? And 
of like the Spider-Man movie. So like that's how we get Spider-Man. That's how we have Doctor Strange. Maybe you have Wong uh, working with uh, Shang-Chi because that's how Shang-Chi ended was like him and Aquafina talking to Wong. So like let's build out a post credit scene somewhere or like something in, uh, you know, another movie where it we go back to the Kamertage or we go back to SF and we've got that at... You know, because like it's like Ant Man and Shang Chi live in the same city. They both live in San Francisco, and like yeah. there's no overlap. And I get that they were dealing with very different threats, and you know, like the movies take them to different places. But like that just seems like such a missed opportunity for me. Like they're literally in the same city. Like they could they could do something together, you know. And like if yeah. if I were a superhero of a city, and there was another superhero. You know, like, like, let's take it from Shang-Chi's perspective, right? I'm a superhero. I'm not a part of the Avengers. I've just now reacquired these, like, powers with the rings and everything. And there is an established Avenger living in my city. And, like, you know, like, Wong seeks you out because, like, it's like, congrats. You're knighted. You're an Avenger now. You're in the fold. I'm tracking down, like, it's like, hey, can you give me uh, Ant-Man's, like, number so that we can connect? It's it's probably a good idea if we can, like, communicate since we're both heroes in, like, the same city. It's probably a good idea for us to be able to reach each other, you know? <laughs> like, it's wild to me that that's not an option, <laughs> like, that yeah. that there that has happened. And, like, that goes for, like, the 80 heroes that you have crawling around new york oh yeah. you know like they're they need they need a a, a, a group chat for sure <laughs> like and you kind of get that with like the avengers compound but like that went away entirely since it was like blown up in endgame but like you got to bring something equivalent to that back. there needs yeah. an avengers discord server for sure for sure 100 percent. so i think that kind of that's kind of like our big thoughts right uh looking at everything i think that's a good clear outline of where we would like things to go. Pretty similar thoughts overall. You know, what would you guys like to do if you had a magic wand and a butt ton of money? How would you change the MCU and kind of course correct or maybe not? Maybe you like where it's going. Who knows? Maybe you're weird. Let us know. <laughs> maybe you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're wrong, you know? It's fine. Uh, one last thing that I'll say, I'll, I'll keep this quick because I know we're running super long in the tooth here. Um, you know, we've got Kang Dynasty as our next Avengers. I'm shelving Secret Wars. We're going to get Secret Wars eventually, but that's not going to be the thing that we deal with after uh, Kang Dynasty. After Kang Dynasty, the next Avengers movie. So we're talking like, I don't, like Kang is in my world like five years down the line, eight years down the line. So like another three years after Kang Dynasty, I want to deal with either Doctor Doom or uh, Galactus. Those are going to be like the next big uh, Avengers level threats because even though Doctor Doom is primarily a Fantastic Four villain, he is also an Avengers level threat. Like, like they did Ultron dirty in his. Yeah. They, they should have made. I, I do think we're going to see Doom in Secret Wars. I think he's going to play a part in that, and I think saving Galactus for post Kang is good because Galactus is literally like the largest villain they could face. And I think yeah. that's a good point to end things. To be honest. Yeah, and it's like, you know, like, I, I think we get Doctor Doom, and then we can get Secret Wars, because that could even open up the door to, like, um, sp the the Madame Web storylines of Spider-Man, if you wanted to. And then, you know, after Secret Wars and Doctor Doom and all of these things, then you end it off with Galactus. And, like, at that point, you know, like, 
Hollywood is probably a, a crater by then. We've probably ended ourselves by that. Maybe point. even society as a whole, who knows? Yeah, like society no longer exists by that point. Something takes us out at, at this point in the future, in my mind. Like that is that is what we're doing. Um obviously we're gonna I'm gonna put the Fantastic Four in there somewhere. Um I like your idea with Deadpool. I don't my my question is I almost think if if we're gonna have them kill like the Fox X-Men. Do you have that as a movie or do you have that as a TV show where all of the prominent members get their own dedicated episode? I, I've thought about that. I also think in, in the real terms, we might get one-offs of X-Men characters. Uh, I, I think it was Tim from Kind of Funny mentioned like a presents with just like, hey, here's Cyclops' origin story or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. like a 40-minute one-off episode before the movies start rolling out. Uh, I, I, I think one movie will be fine for, for Deadpool. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I just want that funny acknowledgement that, Hey, we have two sets of characters, two sets of actors for all these people. Let's just smirk them all and start fresh. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I want to see Spider-Man and Deadpool interact, yes. you know? Cause like historically like Deadpool has like a super like fanboy obsession with Spider-Man. And it's like, it's always hilarious to see play out in like, the comics or like some of the animated shows that we've gotten before like i want to see these interactions happen and um yeah because like what i was talking about with like those villains that's the biggest like one of the obviously not the biggest one of the biggest problems like that we have is that we can't keep villains they they just get written off so fast we don't have any time for them to matter that's why thanos was such a big deal because you know he was built up over the course of like all of these movies with the stones and everything like and then ultron just dealt with in one single movie no repercussions just as big of a threat as thanos in terms of like you have to get all of the avengers together dr doom building him out and then he gets his own movie where he's the bad guy kang building that out like the 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 kang dynasty will be the kang focused one but like they can still deal with kang every now and again as like plot points in other movies like he's just a recurring threat because he's like if thanos went wide with killing half the universe kang goes tall because it is for all time you have to deal with it you know and then like you can bring in you know, characters like Dr. Doom that are just way too smart and way too good at everything. And then like, and then you bring in the big boy Galactus to like kind of be that final, like a big boy Avengers threat, right? You know, because like, yeah, you have to, you have to keep one upping yourself. You have to keep, you know, upping the ante. You can't go back down in terms of scale, at least in terms of like Avengers. So like, that's how I would do it. You know, like I would just have it keep increasing and then like once you do galactus like there is no threat after galactus no that, that's know? the end that's that's the that's the mcu end as we know it yeah anybody that like anybody that like has to deal with galactus existing inherently does not care and like is not going to be afraid about anything ever again you you're walking through like a dark alley and some guy pulls a gun on you for your wallet you are not afraid because you live through Galactus. Like, it's just like, yeah, whatever, dude, I don't care. Like, there is literally a man who is going to eat our galaxy a second ago. Like, what are you going to do? I don't care. But, yep. Well, uh, yeah, let, I think yeah. that covers most of it. Yeah, let us know your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's really good. It's a, a, a good point to move. If only we can make it happen.
you know? Yeah. But yeah, I'm curious to hear some feedback from listeners. You know, what you would do? Do you agree with us? What would you change? Um, do you like this kind of format where we have a longer topic? This one did run longer than expected, but hey, you know, there was a, there was a lot to cover with it because it's, it's a huge property and a lot that could happen. So let us know what you think about going more topic focused as opposed to uh, more news focused. And, uh, you know, as always, please follow us on the socials. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, leave a review if you haven't, you know, please. Uh, those do help us out a lot as far as spreading the word of the podcast so more people can hear it. For sure. And like, I, one thing that I'll address, because I realized that I definitely took over a lot of this and I, I have the, the sneaking suspicion that I'm the reason why a lot of our episodes are running longer than intended. Um, one thing that we've kind of kicked around that we'll tell you guys about, um, we've we've kind of been kicking around the idea of like recording like multiple episodes, not necessarily just bolt episodes. But if we're if we potentially start recording more often, then, you know, we might have some shorter episodes because we we don't info dump everything in like one sitting you know we have time to space things out so that they're shorter let us know if that's something that you prefer let us know if you like the longer type of stuff let us know if you prefer the frequency that we're at but cut things down you know like because we're we're growing we're just doing this for kicks uh you know we would have these conversations if there wasn't a mic in front of us so you know let us know what you want from us so that we can continue to hopefully make this thing like a super cool spiffy thing and Absolutely. then uh make sure the most important thing don't leave us a review don't subscribe to us don't do any of that until you petition to kevin feige to step down and name <laughs> because we're gonna fix some things Absolutely. uh but in reality make sure you do do those things yes like subscribe raid do all of those things but also like if you wanted to float some tweets at like kevin feige you're like I don't know, like be present at like a, a board meeting if you're an investor, like by all means, like I'll write the ship. You can trust like no me. You can trust me. All right. Well, on that note, until next time, my name is Kyle. I'm Jack. You guys have a great night. Great weekend. We will see you next week for the next episode of the Endgame Hero podcast. Thank you. Peace.